We give you honor for the opportunity to meet under your feet, to fellowship under your glory, and to worship in your presence. Thank you for this very unique day, the first day of January in the year 2021. A day like no other before, and none will be like unto it. We are privileged to be in it. And we give you praise, honor, glory, adoration, power, and all that is worthy of praise. May they be ascribed unto you in the name of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, bid us forth, lead us forth, guide us forth, and go with us into this year, into the womb of this year. And with your presence, all power shall be with us. And as we go, your presence will remain with us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Blessed be your name, O God. As we minister to our hearts and not just on. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say amen. Please sit down. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome into the year 2021 in grand style in the name of Jesus. Welcome as a survivor through 2020 crossing over into 2021 by the mercies of our God in the name of Jesus Christ. We look at our text this morning. Our theme for this year is already out. Go into the world and make disciples. And our text for this morning for our charging words Go into 2021, the world of 2021, the journey of 2021. Go. And what is the assurance? For lo, I am with you. Even so, let it be with us in the name of Jesus Christ. The gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Everybody say amen. Jesus, undeterred, that's the message Bible, went right ahead and gave his charge. This is his charge. Into 2021. He gave his charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life making them by baptism in the marking them by baptism in the threefold name father son and holy spirit then instruct them in the practice of all i have commanded you i will be with you as you do this day after day after day right up to the end of the age. 
and verse 20, part of it in amplified version reads, And behold, I am with you all the days, perpetually, uniformly, and on every occasion to the very close and consummation of the age. Amen. Somebody say amen again. Even so let it be. Behold, I am with you perpetually, not changing with season, not changing by the day. I am with you every minute, every moment, uniformly, not waving and waxing, not waning, not in moments of joy, not on the mountains, not only in the valleys, uniformly, I am with you. And on every occasion, sleeping, sitting, waking, standing, running, flying. Is there any other thing more than flying? You can't flee. You can't flee from anyone because his presence is with you. Every occasion, even to the end of the age. That's the assurance for every single day of 2021. May his presence go with you and I perpetually, uniformly, on every occasion, constantly, without fail, morning or night, midday, midnight, in the darkest hour, and in the highest peak, in the name of Jesus Christ. We welcome again into 2021 by the mercies of God. And we thank God for rallying us over from 2020 with all his loads, with all his bags, with all his baggages. And despite all the sore grips in it, the Lord was merciful. The Lord was there. The ageless, the changeless, the matchless God, the omnipotent, the omniscient and the all-knowing and the all-glorious remain with you and I. And here we are. And he has not finished with us still in Jesus' name. And because he didn't finish with us, that's why you and I survived 2020. Because you are still a work in progress, that's why he has given us another year, 2021. None of us has been in this year before. If you have been, please raise your hand and tell us how it has been before. A brand new year, a brand new day, a brand new journey, 365 days as it. Nobody has been in it before you. You are making the same journey as I am making. But the presence of God makes all the difference. And may that be the distinguishing factor in our lives and work this year in the name of Jesus Christ. And that's why he's telling us, go into 2021, for lo, I am with you. A processional hymn started with rejoice in the Lord. Let his mercy do what? Cheer you. If God be for us, and if God be for us, and if God again be perpetually, uniformly, and on every occasion for us and with us, who can be against you're already more than conquerors. That's the answer. May that be your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. This are him before sermon. Simply say it. All power is given unto me. 
All power is given unto me. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. And lo, I am with you always. I have all the power. I have all the might. It's in my wisdom and power to let one lie and sleep eternally. It's in my wisdom and power to let another who has been given no more chance rise and leap and be alive and walk. It's within my power. And within that my power, I am commissioning you into 2021. And as you go, I am with you perpetually, uniformly, and on every occasion. With that, we are assured of grace, of success. With that, we are assured of fulfillment. A year fulfilling in the life of everyone who will take heed to this charge in the name of Jesus Christ. With everyone who does a journey into time with God, there's a pattern. We look at a few of the biblical journeys with God into time, into a place, into a designation, into a region, into a land, and into a year. He has a pattern. Go with me to Genesis 35. Genesis 35. We'll read verses 1 to 5. And if one is here with the message Bible, please prepare also to read for us. Genesis 35. And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go. What is the charge here? Arise, go. Arise, go up. Arise, go up to Bethel. Arise, go into this year. Arise, go. You have a charge. Arise, go up to Bethel and dwell there. Arise, go up into this year and possess. Arise, go up into 2021 and take charge. Arise, go up into 2021 and be fulfilled. Do my purpose. My purpose, Jacob, is that where you are now, for many years and for many months, arise. Take an action. Go. And where do you go? Go up to Bethel. What does Bethel mean? The house of God. Go up to a closer communion. Go up to a place of my perpetual presence. Go up to a place where it's synonymous with God's presence. El Bethel, the house of God. Where my presence is there, as it were. You remember Jacob's earlier journey? What was he doing then? Fleeing. Running away for their life. Running for survivor. Running away from 2020. Running. Who knows what will happen? Shall we endure it? Shall we get to the end? Jacob was like that. And God in his mercy allowed him to just have a small glimpse. And while he slept, with the hard ground as his foam, and with the stone as his beautiful pillow, as hard as it could be, as inconveniencing as it will be, with the hardship all around, 
Wild animals were looking around, looking for what was to find their loss. The pestilences were around. But in the midst of that stony ground, wilderness, hardship, the Lord granted him a glimpse of his presence. And when he woke up, he said, look, I saw angels going up and coming down the ladder. So God was in this place, El Bethel, and I didn't know it. I didn't know it. I thought I was all alone. I thought I was God forsaken. I thought my end had come. I thought my brother would do me in. I thought this year would do me in. So he had a memorial where God showed him his presence. And you know, he vowed a vow. I said, God, if you will keep me who had appeared to me, and I return here again, the rest followed. And now, after he has sojourned, he sojourned as a slave, he sojourned as a houseboy, he sojourned as a houseman, he sojourned as a house, what else is beyond man now? House elder. Seven plus seven plus seven. He continued there. He had no right. He was living from hand to mouth as it were. He was betrayed. He was cheated. Not once, not twice. With all that, God at a point said, Jacob, there's a time for a walk. There's a designation. There's an assignment. You have dwelt long enough here. Arise. Go up to Bethel. Go up to where my presence is found and dwell there and make you an altar unto God that appeared unto you when you fled from the face of his or your brother. Then Jacob said unto his household and to all that were with him, put away the strange gods that are among you and be clean and change your garment and let us arise and go let us arise and go let us arise and go go up to Bethel and I will make there an altar unto God who answered me in the day of my distress and was with me in the way which I went and they gave unto Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hand, and all their earrings which were in their ears. And Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shechem. And they journeyed. Everybody say they journeyed. They journeyed. They journeyed towards better. They journeyed into 2021. They made that journey. They arose and determined and took charge. And they went up. They journeyed. They obeyed the command. And as they long as they journeyed, the terror of God was upon the cities that were round about them. And they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. Praise the Lord. Friends, as you arise, and go into 2021. In the journey no man had been to before you. So no man can authorize or dispute or give you a guide beyond him. Who already knows the end from the beginning. No one can give you a charge into this year beyond he who has the power to take your life and lay it down. No one can tell you otherwise, no matter the reports anywhere. 
And so that was the case with Jacob. The moment the word, the charge came, arise, go up to a place of perpetual, uniform, and constant presence of mind. Not just once in a while. Not just when things are thick and dark. Arise, go up there and well. Jacob already knew what he took to sustain the presence of God. What did he do? God didn't tell him that one. But he knew that there was no way you could go into a journey with God into the year or into the place to better where his presence will not be with an unclean thing, with a garment that was soiled, with anything that was other than transparent and clear. Because our God sees both in the dark and also in the open. Our God is God both of the hills and of the valleys, both of the mountains and of the vales and the plains. All things and all lives are plain before him. And because he knew that God was of purer eyes than to behold what? Iniquity. He knew the one thing that will not sail. God has given the word right. God has given the charge right. God has also promised his presence. Go there. I'm waiting for you. So you can resume a meaningful relationship. So you can assume the fulfillment of the rest of your life. As you go up, Jacob told himself the truth. Not told by any person. He said, look, I know who I'm dealing with. I know the only thing on our son. He's of pure eyes and to behold iniquity. And those who are not in that nature of life, they cannot keep company with him, let alone see him. Friends, family, everyone who is going on this journey, give me your other gods. Give me your other areas of allegiance. Give me the things that will make you double-minded this year, not to wholeheartedly keep God's presence with you. Give me the things that will make you, as you take one step or the other, just say, God, you're outside of this. I can shut the door. When we finish taking this decision, God, you can step in again. Give me the things that will make you in whichever company, whether in relationship, in association, in business, or in the place of work, when you are saying it, it will as if to say, God, just keep shut out. When I finish, don't be comfortable in this conversation. Jacob knew. And he commanded everybody, just drop it. And willingly, without any complaint and without any obstruction, they gave him. One by one, they gave all. He said, give me the outer gods. Wash yourselves to change your garments. What does that mean? Repent totally. Turn away from whatever is unclean, outwardly and inwardly. And let's go on this journey. We can have his presence. And what did he do? The Bible says that as long as they kept in that form and they began the journey. How could you have a band of people going through a warlike territory? The children of Edom, Esau, remember, they had pursued Jacob up to part, more than halfway until God by himself stopped Esau on the way. They were still around that mountainous area. They were to cross. Man say, how were you going to do that without a band of warriors? How were you going to do that with a family? How were you going to do that with children? Yet unprotected. But because the Lord has spoken. And because the Lord gave the word. And because they knew what it meant to retain his presence. Brethren, the Bible said, as they journeyed, the presence of the Lord around them 
put a terror around all the people whom they came in contact with. May that be your portion this year in Jesus' name. May the Lord's presence with you be so glaring, be so evident, be so palpable. Hmm. That people, situations, authorities by themselves will just give way and say, please go. Please go. Please go. He put a terror. The message Bible says, he put a paralyzing fear. Genesis 35, message Bible. God spoke to Jacob. Go back to Bethel. Stay there. Build an altar to the God who revealed himself to you when you were running for your life from your brother Esau. Jacob told his family and all those who live with him throughout all the alien gods which you have. Take a good bath and put on clean clothes. We are going to Bethel. I'm going to build an altar there to the God who answered me when I was in trouble. And has stuck with me everywhere I have gone since. I have experienced his presence. So I now know what to do to retain his presence. He has stuck with me. And so they turned over to Jacob all the false gods that they had been holding on to. Along with their lucky charm earrings. Jacob burned them under the oak tree in Shechem. Then they set out. A paralyzing fear descended on all the surrounding villages so that they were unable to pursue the sons of Jacob. May the presence of the Almighty God that goes with you into the journey of 2021. Be such that a paralyzing fear will be on every other force that you encounter. Human, spiritual, animal, or inanimate in the name of Jesus Christ. That's an example of a man and a family that took a journey into the womb of time with God. His presence was all they needed. It was sufficient. He provided for them. It answered the questions. It cleared the doubts. Provided they took away the unclean thing. They remained washed inwardly and outwardly. Even if it was symbolically. But at least they did it with their heart. Look at another episode. We're taking a journey in those who took journeys in the early days of the church in the wilderness. Before the church came, our fathers in faith, as it were, who had known what it meant to have God's presence in a bidding. Look at Exodus 33, verses 12 to 6. Exodus 33, 12 to 16. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, you have said to me, Bring up this people, and you have not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name. And you have also found grace in my sight. Now therefore, I pray you, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know you more and more. 
that they might find grace in your sight and consider that this nation, this church, this group, that you want to take this journey, they are your people who have a relationship with you. They are not just any other creature. Consider that these are your people. What are you telling us? What is the assurance as we go into the year, as we go to the promised land? What is the word we can take home and we can bank on? What is the word that can keep us distinct? These are your people. They are going into a year. They are in the world, but they are not of the world. So what will lead them on? Please, I want to know, ever before the journey said so. And what did we see in verse 14? And God said, My presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. Everybody, let's read it together. My presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. As God answered Moses, May that also be your answer in the name of Jesus Christ. And then, with that assurance that God himself had given, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Moses said to him, If your presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. For wherein shall it be known here, that I and your people have found grace in your sight? Is it not in that you go with us? So shall we be separated, I and your people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Does anybody have a message Bible here? Please read alongside these verses for us. Message Bible. Are we all King James people? And I hope we came to church with our Bible. And I pray that nobody misses his Bible this year. It's not the phone. The phone is for emergency. The phone is when you are waiting for your turn in the bank or somewhere else. And you need to keep busy instead of chatting away. Instead of texting and chatting, you get to the phone, the Bible that is there. But in the church, his presence is what the Bible represents as you go with him. So, I read the message version. In the same Exodus 33, Moses said to God, Look, you tell me, lead these people. But you don't let me know whom you are going to send with me. You tell me, I know you well, and you are special to me. If I'm so special to you, let me in on your plans. Hmm. Can you see the audacity? That's the closeness with God. Look at Jacob. He said, this God who has talked with me all the way since, I know how to make a journey with him. And I know what to do and retain his presence. Look at Moses here. Say, let me in on your plans, friend. The plan of God this year for you is that his presence will go with you. Whatever it takes to retain, to maintain, to sustain it, and to keep it burning, and even deeper and more, do it. And go up, and then you will have the rest that he has promised earlier on in the name of Jesus Christ. Let me in on your plans. That way, I will continue being special to you. Don't forget, this is your people, your responsibility. And if we have yielded and we say we're people of God, Moses says, Lord, give the charge. Tell us what to do. We shall be under your discretion. We're your responsibility. May that also be the willingness of your heart and your family this year in the name of Jesus Christ. 
God says, my presence will go with you. I will see the journey to the end. That is the phrase I wanted us to see from there. Friends, he who knows the end from the beginning. He who already knows how 2021 will be ending. When 2020 started a leap year, and they told us, and I think it's true, historically, leap years usually have a thing that makes them show that they are leap. They leapt from God, and they left into human space, and they left into human program. They always have a work showing it, and 2020 showed it. When men were prophesying, it shall be well with you, you shall eat plenty, you shall not see any tears, you shall see no pain. They didn't foresee that one. They didn't reason with God. They didn't reckon with Him. And no wonder this year everybody is quiet. Because for once the fear of God has come upon men who even proved to be the men of God as they were. Moses said, Please let me in on your plan. Just give us the charge and we shall live with it. And he who already knows the end of 2021 from now. At this minute, it is 9.30 a.m. Nigerian time, January 1, in the year 2021. He already knows what 12 midnight, December 31, 2021 will look like. He knows what June 30, 2021 will look like. He knows what he wants to do with you and with myself. He knows what he wants to do with this church. And Moses said, just let me in on your plans. It's our duty to follow. Leave the rest to us. And look at the assurance here. My presence will go with you and I will see the journey to the end. Perpetually uniformly and on every occasion you can be assured of my presence what does the presence of the lord connote you can get direction at instant notice you can get wisdom for every situation you can call upon me you don't need to shout you know when you are far from god you shout when you are far from somebody you do what you shout to catch his attention Sometimes when I'm here and I'm finishing going, maybe after a counseling session, and John is running here and there like matter, and he's not near, I shout, and I shout, and then he appears. Or somebody who hears the shout, shouts again to him. But for the person who is near, you whisper, you discuss, you talk. Friend, God says, if my presence is with you to see you through to the journey, at every moment, you don't even need to shout sometimes. You just simply tap me. You know there are many ways of communication. Oh, when you are in the house, for children who are being well trained, I had it. And a visitor comes. Your mother doesn't need to talk. If you are your mother's proper child, and you have been in that house, she doesn't need to talk. She just lifts her eyes and looks at you. You've got the message. The message is either pim or move out. You're not needed. And if perchance you didn't get that message because you've been close to her and you saunter across where she was, she just stops you. She hasn't said anything. Her attention is still where the visitor is, but the message is clear. If my presence goes with you, 
I will see this journey today and at every bend and at every corner. You can tap for attention. You will have me at your behest. That's what Moses was asking for. Just let me in on your plan. I know you have angels. I know you have gradations. I know Melchizedek has gone and forth. We have them, Lord. But on this journey of this 2020, I'm not comfortable to have any angel. In another occasion, still with this going on, he said, I will send my angel with you because if people are stiff naked, you will annoy me. And then I will withdraw from you. But here Moses said, no, Lord. If your presence does not go with us into this journey of 2021, perish the thoughts. We are not started at all. He had such a relationship with God, he could say that. His life before God was transparent. No man can say that type of thing before God. Who can snuff out the life before you? No one. He had the boldness. He had the cleanness. He had the intimacy. May that be your portion and mine this year in the name of Jesus Christ. I will see this journey of this year to the end. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's what God is telling you and I. I will not leave you halfway. I will not abandon you to the terrors you meet by the way, to the challenges you meet across the corner. They will be there. I can assure you, they will be there. I can assure you, they will be there. Because we are getting closer to the end of the age, iniquity will do what? Abound. Wickedness will abound. The love of many, even in the church, will grow cold. That's scripture. It will come to fulfillment. I pray you and I, that's why we are sitting here this morning, is that it will not fulfill by and through you in the name of Jesus Christ. Those who have that fulfilling don't have the audacity of Moses to say, let me in on your plans, O God. You have a heart to follow him. You have a heart to make the most of it. You have a heart to make the journey. And he says, look, all you need is to be assured that I will not abandon you. Truth he can think, I will be there. You can consult, you can call, and I will answer. You can pray, and I will hear. And even when you are silent, as one of the hymns tells us, through, above the murmurings of self, he will still speak in still and clear, small voice. Let is his guide. May his presence see you and I through to the end of the journey of 2021 in the name of Jesus. It's important who goes with you. That's why Moses needed to secure that assurance. It's important also. Moses said, you know the reason? We're not like any other person. Every person will just be an Indian apotago. Thank God. We don't survive. The survivor, survivor. Yes. Survivor with a difference. Survivor with a difference. Moses says, we're special people to you. The things that happen to others don't happen to us. And that's why if you remember that, whether coronavirus is still raging or whether there is any other economic thing. Last year, when the economy was going downtown, many people here, God was surging up the economy. I don't know how he did it, but that's the scripture. And that's what he says he does when he brings about a reviving of every part of our body. The economy is now tied to Nigerian economy. Whether it's gone into a recession for the second time in four years, whether it's 3.4% or 3.2% or it may even go higher or low, and it may be more, the economy is beyond Nigerian economy. You are serving a God who controls men, situations, and circumstances. And so if you go with him, he has the key. He has the answer. He has the leading. 
And sometimes he allows you to pass through those ways in order that you will still recognize that his presence should be there. That you are not going on your own because the arm of flesh will fail you. The arm of wisdom will fail you. The arm of knowing somebody that knows somebody these days. I was I called the book, the book. If you had only come one hour earlier, I will lead you through the journey. I'm not abandoning you halfway. I won't go back when I see challenges. If you are sure that I'm there, you can go through the mountain. You can go through the valley. You can go through the bend. You can go through the straight path. Even when you meet crooked and perverse people, I will give you the wisdom. You'll be as harmless as dove, but you'll be as wise as serpents. And you will shine as light among them and show them you are different. That's the template. May that be our portion in the name of Jesus Christ. Look at a third one, and then we see that and we'll go on. Journeying with God into his program and journeying with God into time. Each time, they needed to secure his presence. And once they did, paralyzing fear will keep everything at bay. Once they did, his perpetual uniform on every occasion presence will keep them going to the end of the journey. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 6 to 8. Deuteronomy Chapter 1, verses 6 to 8. If you are there before me, please read for us. This year we will read the Bible. And wherever you find, read it all. That church is not more spiritual. We just stay there. The Lord our God spoke to us in Horeb, saying, you have dwelt long enough in this mount. Turn, take your journey, and go to the mountains of the Amorites, to all the neighboring places in the plain, in the mountains and in the lowland, in the south and on the sea coast, to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. See, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give to them and their descendants after them. Praise Hallelujah. God. Go in and take the land which the Lord swore to your fathers. And for want of doubt, he mentioned them, Abraham, Jacob, and who? Isaac, to give unto them and to who? Their descendants after them. Are you a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob by faith? This promise is yours then. That's the connection. That's the relationship. Message says, back at Horeb, God, our God, spoke to us. You've stayed long enough at this mountain. On your way now. Get moving. Head to the Amorite Hills. Wherever people are living in the Araba. Head out. It doesn't matter how the year will be. It doesn't matter the mountains. It doesn't matter the valley. It doesn't matter the plain. Go up. Go in. 
Go into the year. Take your journey. Go into everywhere people are living. The mountains, the foothills, the Negev, the seashore, the Canaanite country, and the Lebanon, all the way to the big river, the Euphrates. Look, I have given you this land. Hallelujah. Look, I have done what? I have given you this land. God is saying, I have given you this year. I have given you this year, not in arrogant pride that you sit over and say, who owns the land? Papa's land, Papa's land. And you do nothing. I have given you this land by promise that as you take a journey into the year, into the land of this year, I'm in authority. And because I have all power and I am with you, you're also in authority. Nothing will take you by chance. Nothing will leave you askance. Nothing will leave you beguiled or befuddled. I have given you this land. I've given you the people, whether they're on the hills, whether on the valley, whether they're on the plain, wherever people are. And that's really the charge is given us this year. Go ye into all the world, near and far. That's what one of our hymns did say. I've given you the land. Now go in and take it. Is the land God promised to give your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and their children after them? And who is the child of Abraham by faith? You are. I am. Are we? Then take up the charge. Take up the gauntlet. So that was Moses' charge to them. Go everywhere. Go to the mountains. Go to the vales. Go to the plain. Go to those near. Go to those of mean repute. Go to those of high esteem. Go everywhere. Go to the corners. Go to the crooks. Go everywhere. Go in and possess. Go in and take charge. Go in. It is the year that the Lord has given you. Praise the Lord. It is the land that the Lord has given you. Remember, I tell you again, nobody has a greater stake or more knowledge or willpower in this year than you have at this moment. Is that clear? None has gone into this year. Even the soothsayer will get wrong at a point in time. Because it's the amount of knowledge that the God he is serving, now will tell him that he will know. Even if the soothsayer will die this year, he may hit that one. They may hide that one from him. All those who have covenants with their false God, and they get up in line and they do like a resin anointing. My wife was reminding me the other day when somebody got an appointment and she was trying to remind me the relationship. I said, don't you know this one or this one or this one? Of one of those times, 39 years, medical doctor, all of a sudden he made millions, millions, millions. Suddenly, he was shot. That he had a group of friends. Another one lives near us, or lived, was supposed to live near us. The house is still near us, but I don't know whether they live here. He also suddenly died. He mentioned the third one. That was also how he did what? Died. And what was the connection? They were in a cult. So possibly, the cult had known, make your own, make your own. And when then I talk you, I will come. So, go in. Into the year, 
I have given it to you. No other person has a superior knowledge, command, authority over this year than the one you are getting now. And if you can take it to him, then he's well with you and I in the name of Jesus Christ. He said, don't remain in quandary. Don't remain in doubt. Don't remain in certainty. I know a common language, and many of us use it too. Who knows what this year will bring? Who knows what this year will bring? And you're supposed to be in charge. And you're supposed to have the presence of you. Who knows what this year will bring? And you've already cancelled the journey ever before it started. Because whoever breaks the hedge, the serpent will do what? Will buy it. You've cancelled it. So when you start hearing those who remained long where they have been, still in 2020, stock up. Stock up with the past. Stock up with the things that have gone. And then go in this year. They say, who knows what this year will bring now? Who knows? Is it by staying there and asking that you will know? Is it by remaining in one place in quandary that you will know? He who knows the way, knows the journey, knows the year, knows the land, says, I am going with you. God has already brought us into the year and into the land. He says, take it, but go with me. I will be with you. That will be all you need. And I can pilot the rest of the journey in the name of Jesus Christ. So go into action. Go into work. In confidence. Romans 8, 31, 32 says, If God be for us, who can be against us? And what did he say there? In verse 32 he says, If God gave Christ for our sake, for your sake, what with him will he not also do what? Give us. So what does that already tell you and I? We are assured. We are assured. As far as we have God, perpetually, uniformly, and on every occasion with us. Not on occasion, so. Not like tam, 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 and is away again. Oh, we thought you were just with God now, and you have gone back to your vomit. No. That is what he said. And so, friends, as you go into this year, if God be for you, and God be with you, when they stop you at such points again, and they ask you what you carry, are you familiar with that question? You are in a car, whether public or private. And the question is, waiting you carry? What is our common answer, even before you think about it? Nothing, no. Nothing, no. I don't carry anything. Even if you carry the attire in your boots, nothing. Because that's the answer you should give now, without thinking. If after saying nothing, they now find something. Even when nothing is the answer, waiting you carry will not go without another answer for many of them. Is that not so? So when they ask you waiting you carry, do you know that's what this year is asking you and I? What are you carrying? Waiting you carry. And many of us, if you are still walking in the past, you will say again, nothing, no. I'm carrying nothing into this year. The forces, the situations, the challenges we will meet this year will ask you that question. They're always asking it. They're always asking it. They size up the measure of spiritual authority and operation in you. How did they know when the seven sons of Sceva came and said, we don't enter 2021, Jesus do him. Paul do him. So, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, come out. Did they need to have stayed with them in their house for one week? Did they need to have stayed with their house for one month? They simply size them all spiritually and say, you're empty. No? You're not carrying anything. No? You're carrying nothing. 
Jesus we know. When he comes out, there's a presence with him. We know we give way. Paul, we know. Paul is also sincere and simple. When he also comes out and gives a command, we obey. But you now, what do you carry? Empty. And you know the rest of the story. The hunter became the hunted. And they pursued them. But my friends, if God is with you, and if God is with us, and if God be for us, the forces will ask you, waiting you carry. At every day you wake up, at every step you take, every decision, remember, that's what they're asking you. The environment where you work, that academic challenge you have, that office where you are, where you're stepping into a position, is asking one question, waiting you carry. In other words, who goes with you? By what authority are you here? Who is your backup? That's what that question is asking. That we should know where to place you and where to respect you. What are you carrying? And friends, if you know what God is saying today, you have an answer. I'm carrying the presence of God. May everyone here carry the presence of God in the name of Jesus. May everyone here carry his presence into every situation in the name of Jesus. When that question comes, whether at the usual checkpoint where it should come, or when it comes at the bend of life, when you are in a quandary what to do, remember that's the question. Who is with you here? And if your life is straight, prim, and proper, clean, transparent, you can boldly stand up and say, I know who is with me. The Lord of hosts is with me in this situation. Therefore, I will prevail. Psalm 62 verse 11 says, Through God, we shall do valiantly. For he it is that shall tread down our enemies. I don't even need to lift a finger. He will sort them out because his presence is with me. We know also that even in the Psalms, the same Psalm 1611 says, In your presence is joy forevermore. Fulfillment. Association. Once I'm carrying you, I know the end of the matter from the beginning. Praise the Lord. I know where it's ending. I know where the line is being drawn. I'm carrying his presence. The Lord in the midst of you is mighty. We're going to read just that passage. It speaks for itself. Zephaniah chapter 3 verses 14 through 20. Remember, that is whom you are carrying. If you will remain diligent there, his presence going with you is enough answer to every situation. I'm sure you remember that story. To make it plain, Elisha, in the days when Elijah was to go, Second Kings chapter 2, and each time Elisha, Elijah was going at a drop, he would tell Elisha, wait at this point, wait at this point. The Lord has sent me to Jericho. Just wait there. I will return. And because Elisha was tenacious, Elisha was unyielding, Elisha was determined, I'm determined to have the presence of God double more than what my master Elijah had. He persisted. And when he reached a point, the sons of the prophets, usually 50 in number, the way we have medical school, we have law school, we have some other professional schools, they were a professional class. They were in a class of their own. The sons of the prophets, had superior knowledge, esoteric knowledge. Ah, and Elisha will come. He said, you know, ah, we have seen it. 
it has been told us. Man of God, we have knowledge that you don't have. Do you know your master will be taken away from you today? We had that one. Oh. They were speaking from a position of authority, from a position of superiority, from a position of influence. In other words, Elijah, if you know something, better stay here with us now so you get more of what we are doing. But thank God, his yearning was more. He would say, I have heard, hold your peace. It didn't happen once, it didn't happen twice. Every of those stops, they came. They were those he met in the journeys of that period with God to reach fulfillment. And to each of them, he said, hold your peace. Until Elisha got a double portion of his master's mantle when he saw him. Because he said, if you see me, if you persist, if you will have a focus and not look right or look left and see me when I go, you will have what you ask for. And he got it, brethren. And so he crossed back the Jordan where the men superior to him had given him revelational knowledge. Superior knowledge. Authoritative knowledge. Elisha hasn't lifted a finger. Elisha had no signboard. If it were many of us today, after that encounter, we'll have a bull signboard. You know, stickers are there with Zikita. I don't know what to do. Oh, banners, oh, banners. When I see you, I will prophesy. The God of now, 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 he will break open. The God that answers by Miri and by fire. So, that's the one. He had nothing. He just had a mantle that fell off. Nothing had changed in him outwardly. But the moment he crossed over 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 9 and 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 15. The moment he crossed over to the side where the sons of the prophets who had just a while ago displayed superiority unto him were. Do you know what happened next? The Bible said now they saw Elisha and they saw that the power of Elijah had fallen upon him. Who told them? The same force that they were legend to. And they did what? They bowed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Friends, when you carry Jesus everywhere and every situation, when you know you are carrying God and carrying his presence, situations that ask you this question, they will do what? They will bow. They can make a little noise, but they will do what? They will bow. Remember that. When challenges come, Elijah didn't need to lift a finger. They simply looked into his inner being and recognized that authority had changed. They recognized his level had changed. They recognized it was no longer the same Elijah whom they had been tutoring so as it were. They recognized the superior. A greater power was now with him. May that be your state and your stake this year in the name of Jesus Christ. Zephaniah 3.14 to 20 talks of things that happen as his presence goes with you. And because of time, I will just read through them. But go home and meditate on it. Zephaniah 3.14 says there, Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, be glad and rejoice with all your heart. 
Oh, daughter of Jerusalem, the Lord has taken away your judgments. He has cast out your enemy. The king of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of you. You shall not see the evil that surround you anymore in the name of Jesus. In that day, and you can turn it in your situation too, in that year, in this year, it shall be said to you, Jerusalem, fear not, and to you, Zion, let not your hands be slack. The Lord your God in the midst of you is mighty. He will save you in the name of Jesus. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over you with singing. He will gather you that are sorrowful for the solemn assembly who are of his to whom the reproach of it was a burden. Even when there are sorrows, the Lord will cause you to come out smiling and rejoicing in him in the name of Jesus. Verse 19. Behold, at that time, and you can turn it for yourself to in this year, in this 2021, I will undo all that afflict you. That's what the presence of the Lord does. It's not your battle. He who has you going at his bidding is fighting. I will undo all that afflict you in the name of Jesus. I will save her that halted, that limps, that is in doubt. I will save the person who is uncertain and unsure and gather her that was driven out. Wherever your situation is today, there is inclusion. There is joy. There is meaningfulness and relevance of life this year in the name of Jesus Christ. And I will get them praise and fame in every land, in every place, in every office where they have been put to shame. That's the message of God. Because I'm in the midst of you, I will get you what? Honor and fame. Moses said, don't you know we are special people to you, separated unto you. May the Lord get you honor and fame that is rightly deserved this year, even in the place where you've been derided in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 20, at that time will I bring you again, even in that time that I gather you. For I will make you a name and a praise among all people of the earth. Let it be with you so in Jesus' name. When I turn back your captivity before your eyes, may you experience it. And may that be your joy, and may that be my joy in Jesus' name. What is the purpose of the Lord being with us? Why is he with us? Why is he saying, Lo, I'm with you? Why is he saying, look, even perpetually? What is the next thing? Uniformly, go with me. What is the next thing? Out of every occasion. If you don't know anything today, know that one. Perpetually means always, without stop, without revocation. Let you keep singing in your heart. As you are lying down today, I am with you perpetually, uniformly, and in every occasion. Why would the Lord say that? He doesn't waste words. Why would Jesus give that as his last charge? Jesus doesn't say idle words. Jesus doesn't tell us, I'm going with you until 2021, so that you can just show off. That's not what he meant by any of these. He doesn't do that. He has a purpose. There's an assignment. There's usually something that you need to do. Into a place, into a year, into a land, into a region, into a new year. You must know the assignment now. You must know what you're supposed to do. There has to be something you are asked to do, a charge, for him to say, I will back you up. Is that not so? God is not going to say, look, when you are idling away, 
sitting away in your house, in your comfort zone, I will be with you. That's true. But that's not the sense in which he meant it. That's not the sense in which God is saying it. I can't lavish my presence on somebody who is wasting it away. In the three examples we've given of the church in the Old Testament, as it were, Jacob and his family were a type of a church. Moses and the children of Israel were what we call church in the wilderness. That was a typical of a church called out, ecclesia, which we are today, the people of God. Or is it in the one that Moses now charged them? You people have remained here. You have remained every new year. When I say, you say it in January 1. You say it in January 31. You say it into February. And the year is running. And you are still in question, in doubt, in quandary. For every one of them, there was an assignment. Go in and take the land. Go to every people. Go to the hills. Go to the valley. Go to anywhere there are people. I am there and I have given it to you. All you need to do is to back it up in action, back it up in faith, and my presence is there. So the same thing here, so that we can have a focus, so that we can have the main thing, so that we can face it. For those who speak English, in the ophthalmology, they say, so you can see through the same prism. Prison is something that when you see, there's a way it blazes the light and shines clearly at a point where it's supposed to be directing. Why is the Lord saying, I will give you my presence? What's the purpose? What's the reason? We've seen here that it's not for aimless wandering around. It's not just to say, I'm in my papa's land, though. I'm in my papa's land. Though. You know people who have their parents usually stinkingly rich, stupendously rich, humongously wealthy. They don't have a motivation to do anything much. Many of them, by design, usually don't amount to much. Even when they are read and educated, they don't see a motivation to do much on their own. There's an inner thing telling them, what are you struggling for? The wealth is there now. Sometimes I even pray and say, let the old man pass away quick, quick now. Let him pass away. Let him pass away quickly. What is he still doing here? And when he happens to have died, trouble. Trouble. There's one I read in Vanguard last Sunday, for some of you who saw it, a prominent figure in River State. And for two years, he's been in the mortuary. The family is in litigation. Prominent figures from that family. Many well-known. Some of them I heard some time ago canvassed for governorship. Others in well-known areas trouble. Two years, the casket is still in the mortuary. So when the wife was now bemoaning, and I'm sure that was the main reason why she wrote that tribute. They said, you are good, philanthropist, you are a lawyer, you are a chief, you are this, you are that, you are large-hearted, you do this, you are a man of God, you fear peace, you are a man of the people. My only trouble is that your body is still lying in the mortuary. I just pray that in the shortest possible time, we shall lay you to rest. That is what happens there. Is that what God wants to do? Is that what he wants you and I to do? My father owns the land. My father knows the year. My father is in charge. And then you just go around. No, God doesn't do that way. There's a purpose. There's an aim. And that's why in verse 19, he says, I am with you. Go ye therefore into what? All the world and the world. Make disciples. Go. 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 Don't sit down. Go. In the context of your going, that's what this passage comes to. 
So friends, to every scripture, there is a condition. This law I'm with you always, even though we like it. God, when I'm putting my hand into finger, you're with me. God, when I'm putting my hand into fire, you're with me. God, when I'm going to toilet, you're with me. That's true. But the sense in which he's saying, my power is with you, I will back you up, is the sense of this context of Matthew 28, 18 to 20. He says, all power in heaven and earth are mine. I have the authority. I have been deputized by my Father to wield it. Therefore, I want you to join me. I'm commissioning you. Go to everyone and anyone. And go to everywhere and anywhere. That's the rendition of Mark 16, 15. And preach this gospel of the kingdom. As you do so, I am with you. I will back you up. Friends, that's what we are assigned to do this year. And when we keep doing that, the authority that comes of that will overflow into every area of our life in Jesus' name. It's consistent with seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And when you do, doing the work, seeking his righteousness, all these other things will be added. They follow you, friends. I say they follow you in the name of Jesus. The blessings of life will follow you this year in the name of Jesus. All that pertain to life here and making it in a clean and straight way, nothing crooked. Devil and have you not prospered job? Have you not put a hedge round about that to your child? I have no hand in it. That will be the devil's testimony on your account this year in Jesus' name. The blessings will come, but you will not pursue them as the main thing. You will not focus on them as the primary thing. Oh, you tell me, look, my school start is immense. No, I must pass. I must pass. I must pass physics, chemistry, biology so that I can read medicine. Oh, marrying a husband is the number one. I need a promotion. They have cheated me so much in that my place of business move. Business move. That may be your cry. Chambers move. That's not the main thing. Hallelujah. I say that's not the main thing. Go ye. Use where you are and go. God willing, next time we are focusing on just go here. Go! Have a mission. Have one focus. Everywhere, every time, I am here on an assignment. I am speaking out. I am bringing the good news. I am populating heaven the more. That's my assignment. As long as you keep that at the primary burner of your life and work this year, all the other things that people follow after shall do what? Follow after you in the name of Jesus. That's scripture. It will come to pass in the name of Jesus. Deuteronomy 28, this sign shall follow you and overtake you. Mark 16, this sign shall follow them that believe. The believers don't follow them. When you make them the primary pursuit, but when you keep this primary thing and focus, the Lord himself will bring the children of Jacob as they went. We read it. The Lord himself put what? A paralyzing fear. They open their mouth again. They cannot say anything. The mouth wants to speak. There's a paralysis there. It has no power to say anything. They want to bring their sword and bring their arrow. They lift their hand. It cannot lift. 
The children of Jacob didn't do it. All they simply did was that they maintained that state in which God will remain with them. And the Lord did the rest. It will be so with you this year in the name of Jesus Christ. So go ye. Go ye into the world. Go ye into your neighborhood. Go ye to your family. Go ye to everyone. And when the Lord talks about nations, it doesn't mean geographical nations. It doesn't mean Nigeria, Sierra Leone, Cameroon. No. Those are geographical nations. He's talking of linguistic nations. He's talking of go ye to Tiv. Go ye to Wawa. Go ye to Jekebe. Go ye to Izala. Go ye to Igala. Go ye to all the different towns. And around you may be many more of them. The man that sells some small things by your gate there may be an Egala man. The man who is security near you there may be a Kanuri man. The woman who sells your dress or you buy Kunu from may be a Fulani woman. There are the nations around you. Go. Have a single eye. Have a single focus. And as you focus on them, he will demonstrate his power and presence in Jesus' name. They tell us that in verse 18, he tells us the declaration, the dimension of his power. That's verse 18. All power, no limitation. Verse 19, he tells us the description of the purpose he has sent you and I into this year. He says, all nations, all people, on the mountains, in the valley, near and far. That's the description of what he's assigning us to do, of his plan and of his purpose. Moses said, let it in, let us in on your plan. That's the plan of God for you and I this year. And then verse 20 says, the duration of his presence. And his presence is what? Perpetually, what again? Uniformly, and on every occasion. Friends, you can take it to bank. And if it were in the sense of the lawyers, they would say the jury is out. When they say the jury is out, it means case is virtually decided. Capital result. The Lord himself has given you the plan. He's given you the purpose. He's given you the aim. He's told you his backup. And he says, I will go with you. May he remain with you and I in the name of Jesus. As we close, remember, if the Lord goes with you, Touch not any unclean thing. If the Lord goes with you, remove every garment that is stained by iniquity or every appearance of evil. Remember, if the Lord goes with you, remove every habit. Every habit. Hebrews 12.1 Seeing then that we have such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight every habit every excess baggage that's what they are they can't enter into 2021 if the Lord will go with you any lifestyle that you had in 2020 any way you traveled before today that the Spirit of God told you, you knew it, but you justified it. It's my besetting sin. Because that's the next thing in that Hebrews 12 one. It has no room in 2021. If the Lord's presence will go with you. Lay them what? Aside. Travel lights in 2021. Travel lights. This year doesn't need baggage. Unikwerenkawa. I'm putting it in an easily understandable way. If you are making a journey 
and you are carrying loads and loads. Can you go far? You can't. Your strength will fail you before long. But when you travel light, especially coppers, my son was coming back the other day from his place of housemanship, and I thought he had come in. I saw he was just coming in. I looked. He just had a bag hung, a bag hung by his side. That was all. And he's staying for about one week. Just a bag. I didn't need to hear and be told he was traveling what light. If I saw him carrying one bag here, carrying another there, and then putting another one on the head, I will know there's trouble. And when this year sees you, still with those habits and lifestyle, they know Nimi's Yuguza. Because the Lord would have departed from you long before then. Samson made that mistake. Samson said, let me get up as usual. Let me shake myself. Shake, shake. Let me sing as I used to sing. Let me pray the way I usually pray and tongues will scatter. Let me just demonstrate that thing I'm known for. All that made the difference was because the presence of the Lord was there. But Samson used it. Samson traveled heavy. Samson committed all kinds of fornication. Something perverted his life. Something wasted his strength. And when something now got up, when it mattered to make a journey that would be very critical in their faith and the faith of Israel for the next 20 years, the Bible says in Judges 16:20, he didn't know that the Spirit of the Lord had deserted him. That will not be a portion this year in Jesus' name. You're going to make a declaration before God. Lord, no excess baggage, no habits, no besetting sin. Is entering this year for as long as your presence is guaranteed. That's the only thing God is looking for. That's what Jacob recognized and said, Look, everyone old or young, give me all your alien gods. Everything that will hold your attention away from God. The outside one, inside one, make it clean. Wash, change your clothes. If you need to change your clothes, change it too. Change your wardrobe. For some, it may be your dress. Change it. I'm speaking now figuratively. Let nothing be too hard for you to give away but to have his presence. Because in it is life. And in it is fulfillment. And in it is your possessing this year in the name of Jesus Christ. And so, something rose up in the arm of flesh. It cost him his life. It cost him his ministry. It cost a premature end to the reign of peace in the land of Israel. He died with that legacy on the opposite side as it were. And yet, it cost Israel their freedom. For the next 20 years, the act of Samson put them in bondage. They couldn't travel freely. May the Lord deliver you and that from every of the excess baggage of habits, of secret sins, of things that he who is of pure eyes and to behold iniquity will look away from you and you will be on your own. The devil will make a means me too. And I pray he will not find you in that position in the name of Jesus Christ. Because that's what he does. That's what happened with Samson. Samson died by grace. He just died by grace. Because the name of the Lord was at stake. Not by virtue of his own. God just redeemed his name. And let Israel just have that one. But he perished therein. You won't perish. You will walk long into the journey of this year. And you will make a success in Jesus' name. And in closing, Moses told Hobab, the son of his father-in-law. Come with us. Come into the journey we are making. The Lord has spoken good concerning us. 
And can I ask you, brother, sister, come with us into the journey of 2021. The Lord has spoken good concerning you in Jesus' name. The Lord has spoken good concerning us in the name of Jesus. Hold on to him, latch on to his presence perpetually, uniformly, and on every occasion. And he will raise his mighty arm of grace, of victory, of transparency, and bring souls unto repentance. And yet his name will be honored. The glory will be his. The blessing will be ours. In the name of Jesus we pray. God, God is not there when those of every day.